Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The devil is arriving. Waka waka here here, it's uh, Rihanna, your boy. I'm joined by Beyonce, my girl. Luke and Pete show here, it's Pete, the hyper lyrical MC. When he's on the mic, they call him deadly. Yeah. I think I've got a callus on my hand where I've been working out so much. Look at that. Wow, that wow. is that is certainly the the, uh, the given reason as to why you've got a callus on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a form of working out. Hey, um, guys, listening I, at home. Oh, Sorry, Pete, to come oh, in, but guys, listening I at home. Story. No, story. No. We'll, that, we'll, that, we'll have that in a sec. Okay. Guys listening at home, if you want to know what type of morning it is this morning, it's, it's uh, Pete turned up to the office with a massive black line all down his arm this morning. Yeah, I don't know what um, that was about. Because I think he got caught in the tube doors. <laughs> Please, tell us about your masturbation. It's not my masturbation. Right. A friend of a friend uh, has amazing abs because he would only ever masturbate in the half push-up, not push-up, the half um, <laughs> sit-up position. I mean, Which is I- a great, because... I think you could get a lot done because you're very focused on other things when you when you're busy. I just think that cannot simply not be true. It just well, cannot be true. That's what he uh, said. That's well, what he what, said. Why wouldn't he just say that? No, I'm always working out. Have you just? <laughs> I mean, why bring that into so, it? Yeah, it's even worse if you just say, "Yeah, I'm do. I've got abs because I'm a dirty boy." Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm just saying, lads. It's the summertime. We all want that beach bod. And we all know what the key to a good gym workout is. Finding an exercise you enjoy. <laughs> uh, that, I think that's the thing with our routine at the moment, because we're doing a lot of shows. I've not been able to get down the gym. Now, I'm not a I big gym party pants, but I'm, I'm not a big gym boy. But uh, it's um, it, it's become part of my routine that I quite enjoy. And when I do it, I feel a bit lethargic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. I, th- I need I think... a haircut. I need to go down gym. My, my, my visit to the gym... I tried to run and go to the gym, but they're not really for aesthetic reasons because mm. that's, that ship has sailed. Um, <laughs> I think mine is just because I'm quite paranoid as I get older that all the work we do, sat in chairs, talking into microphones, sitting on tubes, driving cars and that kind of stuff, I'm not actually ever using my upper body. And I think if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So I we, want to keep those muscles active. We work uh, with a lot of people who are rather unhealthy. Yes. <laughs> Outside of this organisation, I'd say. Who are you talking about specifically? Well, you, radio stations me? and me and radio stations. Oh, okay, right. People who yeah. work in radio stations. Oh, sorry. In, I thought you meant within our organisation. No, no, no. There's a lot of... I'll tell, tell you for why. Because um, PR companies send radio stations a lot of food. Lot, that is true, yeah. A lot of cat, a lot of nonsense. 
lot of ket. A lot of ket. A lot of scran. Um, you don't mean ket uh, like the shortened version of the word ketamine. There. No, I mean um, like the northern version of candy. Candy. And the ket man. Is that is that a real little word for candy up north? Yeah, ket. I've never heard that before. All right, listen, previously on the Luke and Pete Show, the show where you, the listener, are at the heart of it all with your emails and your stories, partly because they're great and partly because we can't be bothered to do any damn research. Uh, previously on this show, uh, we've had Fathers for Justice. Bit of that, didn't we, Pete? Bit of yeah, Fathers for Justice. Yeah, balls out. Uh, yeah, bit of Anthony Bourdain. I got a lot of criticism for, for mentioning Anthony Bourdain and Rick Stein in the same sentence. I didn't mean to compare the two. Yeah. I apologise if I did. I purely meant that there's not really... An Anthony Bourdain, a British Anthony Bourdain. I was trying to find a travel type guy, a cooking type guy, a bit of a, you know, whatever. And that's the best I could come up with. So apologies for that. We also had uh, intellectual property theft on behalf of our listeners. Uh, Uncle British Musicians as well. Yeah. There's a thread. Uh, Balloon Fest 86, which happened in Cleveland. And two one. men died. Two men did die. Uh, couldn't find them in the water because of the balloons. That's no. a disappointing way to die, isn't it? Very disappointing, yeah. There must be 5,000 ways to die, and each one is the same way if you try. Is that um, Divine Comedy? No, it the, is. The way you sang it was like Divine Comedy. <laughs> no, it's the guys who did the theme tune to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It'll come to me in a second. Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder? Uh, did they? Was? Yeah, Nerf Herder is an insult from the film Star Wars. Is that right? They've adopted and used as a band name. Oh, you're a Nerf Herder? Yeah. So Nerf th- is like a, like a sheep or something. I think some. I'm not a Star Wars expert, but I think no. someone might use that insult towards Han Solo. Or he uses it or something. Calls Chewy. Chewy, you shut your hands. You're such a nerf herder. Yeah, you get Chewy goes, ah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. we should do an episode where I just uh, misremember all of Star Wars because I have little or no interest to it in it. Uh, what's your interest in any Star Wars stuff out, I've out of never 10? seen the third one of the original, because uh, of fucking little bears running around. Oh yeah. Return uh, of the Jedi, that Return isn't the, it? No, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's the Empire the Strikes one? Back and then Return of the Jedi. Oh, Empire Strikes Back is good. But I don't like because um, Luke Skywalker's got a scar on his face. Like, I'd say the second sad. one, Empire Strikes Back, is probably, for my money, the best of the original three. The best. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> well, there you go. I yeah. admitted to, um, what's her name, out of Han Solo, Emily, Emilia Clark. I said, yeah. to be honest, I'm not even that <laughs> big of a Star Wars fan. And listening back to the interview, it came across as a little more callous than I had planned. <laughs> what did she say? I bet she was very lovely about it. Uh, yeah, she's a lovely, lovely woman. She, she's uh, a lovely woman. She's Daenerys Targaryen as well. She is. I'm re- I, I, I'm re- and I don't care for your dragon shit neither, love, I said. I'm re-watching all the um, Game of Thrones back with my wife. I mean, that is... We're halfway through the you, third season. You, you turned up to the studio today with your wife's laptop, which amused yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's good. good for a busy day, isn't it? Yeah, got there, t- opened, it, opened it up, yeah, said, uh, said her name. No idea what the password is. So. <laughs> I'm you know, using the work computer instead. The work computer, yes. Which is the worst computer I've ever used. It's not the worst computer you've ever used. You just don't use Windows enough. And... It's worse than my dad's 386. <laughs> oh, I love a 386. I remember we used to have a 386, then a 486, <coughs> and then... No, actually, Matt had gone straight to a 486. And then we had a... Oh, there was this thing you could put on the top of a, of a 386 to make it faster. It might have been some kind of... I think it was like a Celeron or something. It was something that would make a 486 faster. Oh, it was really was something else. Do you remember computers with turbo buttons? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. But what they did was actually slowed the computer down, not sped it up. Why? Uh, because uh, it's just something to do with cycles to make it compatible with older computer software. 
uh, I think the terrible button used to be able to slow down the computer. I'm going to stop you there, yeah, because that is almost unspeakably dull. I just want um, a laptop with a terrible button. <laughs> three three eight six. My dad had when we had it in the living room, uh, the, uh, the back room when we were kids, mm. and um, he, he, I'm, I'm fairly certain that for the three eight six because it went three eight six four eight six, and I think they brought out a Pentium, didn't they? Which yeah, like, the three eight six cost eighteen hundred ninety nine pounds. It's a lot of money, and it came it? without. I think it came without a printer. Yeah, so that was for monitor, keyboard, and tower. Mm. It's Incredible a lot of money, isn't it? Can you hear a plane flying over? By the way, yes, I can. Yeah, what, what's that? What's he up to? Do you reckon? Where do you reckon he's going? Sorry about that. Maybe it's Pilot that? Neil. He's keeping an eye on Balloon Fest uh, eighty six. Mm. Oh yeah, it could be Pilot Neil. Could be Pilot Neil doing a tip um, of his wing. Tip cel- of his wing. <laughs> Celebratory. Did you see those ones where sometimes in planes they do a little. They tap their wings together. I think no, I've seen that happen. that's dangerous. I think I've seen that happen. Surely not. They I've can't do that. that. I think that's part Neil flying over, tip of his wing, as if to say, I've got a shitload of cocaine on board, guys. <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking s- it where it needs I'm to go. I'm going to smash myself into a river. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, how's your week been, all right? It's been pretty good. We've um, seen a busy. lot of each other. Well, yeah, you're off tomorrow, though, aren't you? I'm off tomorrow. A few I days mean, off. Well, it's not a few days off. I'm going. I'm working a festival. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, it's not really work, is it? It, well, it is. Walking you, around you, pissed with a microphone in your hand, occasionally talking into a camera is not work. Well, it is. I've got to do a bungee jump. Oh, yes. I forgot to ask you about that. So, um, you uh, signed up to do a bungee jump for charity, mm. and now you're regretting it. And when I asked you yesterday, or the day before yesterday, whether you were nervous, you did the most amazing, fatalistic Pete Donaldson quote ever, which is essentially what you do all the time, right. uh, which was, what's the point of getting nervous? As if, as, as what in, is the point again? But nervous? you said it the way like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh would say it, which yeah. is how you say a lot of stuff. As in, we're all going to die anyway, so yeah. what, who cares? May as well break my neck on uh, a floor. Will there, will there be some sort of, um, if you're doing it at a at a festival, will there be some sort of um, breathalyzer test to make sure you're not over the limit? Because <laughs> presumably you can't know. do it when you're really drunk, can you? I, uh, I don't think it really matters. I mean, do you really have to do anything? I mean, you just get pushed off, don't you? I no, mean, they're, they're, I don't think they're allowed to push you off. I mean, no, you've got I to mean, jump off yourself. Yeah, but you, well, you, yeah, but you. Um, what's going to happen? You're going to vomit. It's not going. Nobody's going to be underneath you. So, knock yourself out, mate. Get as pissed as you like. But I think maybe if you're too drunk, perhaps you relax your joints a bit too much and you I, break in. I told you about my mate's uh, stepdad who um, stole the family um, housekeeping money for a week and uh, took it to do a bungee jump because there was a bungee jump. Yeah, that is thing. astonishing. I mean, yeah, it's an astonishing decision. How old was the guy at the time? Uh, probably about forty. Uh, and he stole, and and the kids had to eat beans for a week. It's not a good dad. It's a terrible story that. It's a terrible. Story. So how do you feel about going into the bungee jump? Um, you just get on a thing, don't you? It'll be over in seconds. Right? How do you feel about the principle? I can tell you. I, do you know what? I think I know you well enough to know that you are. Although you like to be too cool for school, I think you are a bit worried about it because you keep bringing it up. I d- I've brought it up once with you. Twice. When? Well, I just told you, and they were walking back the other day, and now today. That's twice then. I just said, I, well, you, yeah, because you keep saying it's hard. It's not hard work doing the fucking festival. You got to get all the way over to. You got to go through Portsmouth. That's the worst place in the world. You have my sympathies there. <laughs> and you got to get a ferry from there. And it's every night. It, they choose the weirdest hotel. I don't know. Being an hotel, you should be camping. You should, should be, be camping. camping. Well, not really. Uh, but they choose a hotel that's forty minutes away from site. It's mm. ridiculous. Every day and every morning, every morning, every evening. You got to go back and forth for forty minutes to get to where you need to be. And we stay in this hotel with this man who's, I think he's Hungarian or something, and he is, uh, as you would probably say, uh, he's a man who belongs on the fringes of society. Oh dear! He well, is, he lives on the other white, so he yeah, does. Well, I mean, it's already Daily Mail Island, but this guy yeah. is mad, like proper. Take your shoes off. 
Uh, we're going to have an intense conversation about a champagne and lobster party I'm having with my friends, and you should come along. Shit. I'm like, just let me go to bed, mate. He sounds all right. Take He's your shoes nightmare. off and champagne and lobster. He's a nightmare. Could be worse. B&Bs can be hit or miss. You have to really be it careful like on TripAdvisor. It is like a B&B. I like I, a B&B, I, but you have to pick a right one. Yeah, we, we've spoken about how much I hate B&Bs and um, being waited on. Quick one for you, uh, <laughs> just before we move on to the old emails, mm. uh, the main um, the main torso of the show, if you like. The trunk. Uh, yeah. Um, did you see a show on TV last week called, I can't remember what it's called, but it was essentially Bob Mortimer, right. who, by the way, who is a bloody national treasure. Yeah. And uh, Paul Whitehouse. Have they gone fishing or something? Yes, and it was excellent. Right, what, are they, what were they it doing? Was, just... It's basically just like um, really beautifully shot, almost mm. like um, the trip type, you know, mm. uh, Michael Winterbottom type shot cinematography of um, of them just driving around, going to little, they went to a local brewery at one point, did a bit of fishing. Paul Whitehouse, no, I think he's into fishing, but Bob Mortimer isn't, so there's like right. a bit of dynamic there and they try and catch fish together. <laughs> It's very gentle, but it's mm. really funny just because it's two quite older, funny blokes and their, yeah. and their interactions between each other. I really enjoyed it. I had a bit of a detectorist feel about it, but it was more, obviously, a, a, a non-fiction version, if you did know they, what I mean. Um, did they cook the fish? No, because it was just um, uh, um, sort of, what's it called, freshwater fish, and so they just look at the fish and put it back again. Oh. It's not, it's not mean, really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's as mean as maybe the other stuff. <laughs> You've still got a hook in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, right, shall we get some emails? Take a break, yeah? Yes, take a break, and then we'll have some emails. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all, it's Farmer Me and today I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. 
She's back again, the pantry moth lady. Yeah, we've had a lot about moths over the uh, over the weeks. Over um, the years. Have you noticed that when it's my turn to do emails now, Pete, and to send them around, the ones I like, right. I've started spelling them um, E-M-A-L-E-S in honour of the best boy band of the 90s ever. It's, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Look. It's also very tidy as well, but I'm not quite so tidy. I'll give you, a little, I I'll give you a little bolded out title of yeah. each email to give you an idea of what it is. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, uh, through the through the uh, uh, through the curtains, um, I tried to instigate a, a similar system when I used to um, cover for Marcus Speller on the uh, Football Ramble. But yeah. uh, it took him a little while to come round. Yeah, uh, to to do little um, baldings and titles and stuff. But uh, he got there in the end. Uh, I will not be taking up this. Why don't you do it for the Luke and Pete show? Because I'm all them? busy. I do it every week. It's too busy. All right. Well, I've done it this I time go around. for volume rather than uh, quality. <laughs> you do, as you, yeah. As you well know. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, so first up, we got an email from David. Um, and he says, Hello from Seattle. I thought you would enjoy some excellent team names from the lower leagues of American baseball. Ooh. So I guess he just means minor leagues. Mm. Uh, these include the Akron Rubber Ducks, the Binghampton Rumble Ponies, the Hartford Yard Goats, and the New Orleans baby cakes. Baby uh, cakes. Yeah. Now I, I I quite like these, and I, and Hartford isn't too far away from where my American family are from, so maybe I should go and check them out. I don't really like baseball; I don't really understand it. But the, the thing I like about these, and there's a big Wikipedia um, uh, Wikipedia article about all the different ones, and they're they're a lot of them are quite specifically about. The, la- the area they're from, if you know what I mean. Right. So I imagine New Orleans baby, I imagine a baby cake is like a New Orleans piece, bit of food or something. Yeah. But another one, for example, the Nashville Sounds, right? That's because nice. yeah. because because it's a great music city, right? Yeah. Um, so sounds, yeah, so it's quite interesting. Sounds is very not music, isn't it? <laughs> for example, Pete, <laughs> the, the Salt Lake Bees. Yeah, I like, uh, I've, I've just been having a look at one's, um, he's, he's provided a link, uh, the Omecas de Tabasco. Mecca's uh, de Tabasco. The Olmecas so. uh, were a um, indigenous tribe, I think. Of, or the, was, I think it's one of the earliest civilizations in that part of the world. Is it really? But they're the de, 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 de Tabascos, which I'm quite enjoying. The Hartford Yard Goats play at Dunkin' Donuts Park, um, ah. which is, um, which I think is quite reasonably, well, not big, but big enough. Um, and all these, and I think it's the same in NHL, the Hockey League, all these um, like lower sort of minor league teams, they're all linked with bigger major league teams. Right. So um, the Hartford Yard Goats, like for example, are, are affiliated with the Colorado Rockies. Um, there's a team in Connecticut that's linked with the Bruins. I can't remember. Oh, no, actually, it might be a New York team who's linked with the Bruins uh, in NHL. But anyway, good stuff. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch with interesting sporting team names, I suppose. That's, that sounds like quite a good, uh, quite a good thread. Hillsborough Hops, the Hagerstown Suns, the Asheville Tourists. The Charleston River Dogs. Charleston. It should be uh, Charleston, Charleston Dancers, surely. Or the Charleston Chew. Uh, a lot of um, American candy is quite underwhelming, but I don't mind Charleston Chew. What? Explain, describe that to me. I've never had it's one. It's chewy. Right, chewy okay. and chocolatey. But, uh, I don't like chewy uh, chewy sweets. I make my teeth hurt. They're like ta- they're, Yeah, but in America, um, chewy sweets aren't quite as chewy. They're more taffy-based, aren't they? They're quite right. saltwater taffy. Um, uh, my favourite American candy is... Uh, not a payday. They're not not. They're all right. They're they're bearable. I like old school ones like payday and good and plenty. Uh, Butterfingers though are my favourite. That's like, like a um a sort of softer crunchy, right? Uh, it's like a it's a flakier, butterier, crunchy. Uh, with unlovable yeah, chocolate, lovable. but the but the the the, the erds make it, make up for it. They're, they're so um, well done, the Butterfinger people. Their chocolate isn't as nice, but no. their their M M&M and M flavours are very good. I, I, I never indulge. 
Peanut I, butter M and M's. That I, is the candy of 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 champions. I had an epic argument with a girl I cared a great deal for in M M&M and M world in London, and now I can't go in or think about M and M's. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to expand on that? Not really. All right. M and M world in 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 Leicester Square is a joke because I don't actually do hardly any of the flavours that you'd associate with with a a world. Of a product, <laughs> right? Know what I mean? It should be called what, you like, want like gourmet M M&M? and M. I mean, it should, I, should be called M M&M and M's holding area or M M&M and M's sort of town, tat, or something. Yeah. Tat town. It's, yeah. But it's just all. Um, it's just the characters dressed up as like uh, you know beef eaters and stuff, and the Beatles. Um, but they just do different color M and M's, not different flavors. That's the point. Yeah, but what like what flavors do you want? By I mean, the way, they're, actually, they're a, it's a very limited product, anyways. Peanut butter M and M's and just M and M's. You live in London. What were you actually doing in there to have an argument with your dearly beloved? I wanted to look at the M M&M and M world, and that's why the argument happened. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> that, she was saying to you, Pete, this is not a day out. <laughs> this is not a day. Well, they've made like a Lego land over the road, haven't they, or Lego yeah. world or something? I can imagine you her saying to you a couple of weeks before, you know, that week it's your it's your uh, your turn for date night. Don't worry, I got it sorted. And you walking outside M&M well just looking at it and going look what about that look at that let's get it's in a whole world um can i also read a quick email i won't read all the emails of course but can i read an email about keith floyd yeah because keith floyd is we talked a bit about anthony bourdain last uh, week as we mentioned but keith floyd was a trailblazing eccentric drunkard entertaining <laughs> man who liked to drink he's well worth a google uh, somebody sent us a video of him <laughs> somebody sent us a video or it might be me or the little big short account um a video of keith floyd going um and then uh all this all that vinegar he's putting lots of vinegar in the in the food yeah and making a really unlovable 80s looking dish like yeah they all a like boiling, they all a like boiling pot and he just puts a whole um fish just in the top of it and it just looks unlovable um and he goes, uh, oh, that vinegar's really getting up your nose. Things do get up your nose, don't they? Yes, Mr. Director, don't they? Things get up your nose, Is don't they? Is he really? Like allude, alluding to the fact that the uh, director loves a bit of the old nosebag chisel drug drug. What? <laughs> Which is the street name for it, by the yep. way. Anyone listening? Yeah. You're you going to get some... If you're not quite as cool and down with the kids as Pete, don't worry. He's here for you. Yeah. Uh, other words for it is uh, Chang Chang Charlie um, yeah. and... Um, uh, Clarky Cat. Khaki cat, <laughs> the nose excavator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. All that. And listen, that's that's what you've got ahead of you this weekend, Peter. When you mm. go and uh, work in inverted commas <laughs> over on the Isle of Wight, which is a um, a Chinese held territory. There's another festival. It's like uh, Taiwan, but for drugs. There's another festival in uh, I got go in Lisbon next month, and it's called Noz Alive. Which is also a street name for a drug. Noz alive. Noz alive. My noz is alive. There's um, if you a friend of mine's playing guitar for a band at a festival called Goftonbury, which is Danny Goffey from Supergrass's personal festival, right? Where he lives. I guess he must have made a bit of coin in the nineties from Supergrass, right? And uh, I, he's probably doing one of those. What's the name of the guy in Blur who's got a cheese farm and all that kind of crap? Yeah, Alex. Uh, Alex something. something. Yeah, he's he's a bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, I think Danny Goffey might have a similar vibe to that going on out in the right. countryside. I'm going to say Ox, Oxfordshire. Less cheese. He doesn't want to. Um, whenever you interview Alex uh, James from Blur, uh, Alex James, his, that's PR, his PR always says, "Don't talk about cheese." I was like, well, "You the, literally yeah. made your money out of. You literally had a second career as a Guardian talking head about fucking cheese, mate." I'll talk about what I fucking want. Did you ask him uh, about cheese? No. No, I didn't. Nah, no I point. Massively washed out. Nah, yeah, washed out of that. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to Keith Floyd, who I imagine back in the day, I mean, he sadly passed away now. I think like he died, cheese? died about 65 from a yeah. heart attack, I think. Um, 
Yeah, I imagine he liked all food. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is an email from Andy Vaughan. Um, and I don't think this is disrespectful to the man because um, it's, it's, it's in many ways what we all probably expected. Yeah. He says, hello, gents. Formalities out of the way. I was the original tweeter offering up the Shen Kang batteries in my soundbar remote, which was mentioned very early on. And they've recently tweeted a picture of some surely game-ending super lusty batteries that I found on Reddit. Super lusty, Pete. Anything, super lusty. Anything to say on that? I'm very super lusty. I was just reading about Keith Floyd's um, four marriages. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll come to that after the email. Lad. Go on, lad. Anyway, I have a Keith Floyd anecdote <laughs> that I think you might appreciate after the recent Floyd chat on Monday's show. Now, of course, for those of you who don't um, fully remember, Keith Floyd was also the lead singer in the band Pink Floyd. Uh, my boss's wife was the organiser of a local food festival, which basically meant they could access all areas and got the privilege of being backstage with Keith and his wife prior to his live cooking demo. Mm. So you know those food, Pete, it won't be up your street, but you know those food festivals where they have, they'll have like a, a, um, a chef with a mic on and he'll yeah. show you what he's doing. It's basically like a TV cooking show, but live. Sponsored by John Lewis. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Keith went on stage, and when he got to the point where he needed a ladle, he looked around and patted himself down like a man who had misplaced his wallet. One second, will I go and get the ladle, folks? He said as he popped backstage and re-emerged for a few seconds, after a few seconds, with his ladle. He proceeded to do this for his whisk, his oven dish, and his oven glove. (laughs) While the crowd sat there and thought he was getting extremely forgetful, or how underprepared he was, uh, they didn't. What they didn't realise was every time he popped his head backstage, his <laughs> missus had racked up what could only be described as a generous serving of whiskey, <laughs> which he would promptly knock back and continue with the show. The wily old dog had purposely left his things backstage to give him an excuse to not go any longer than five minutes without a drink. <laughs> by the time he finished his show, he could barely string a sentence together, but was, by all accounts, a bloody nice bloke. Wonderful. A wonderful story of a man um, and his enabling wife. A true <laughs> legend and a national treasure. What a guy. Cheers, Andy Vaughan. Now, alcoholism is not a laughing matter but but if done that is a fantastic (laughs) (laughs) under the right circumstances that is a fantastic story it just goes to show you you cannot keep a good man down you can't and uh, I once saw a very startlingly similar scene uh, side of stage at a Marilyn Manson concert right. uh, with uh, a very different substance to whiskey. And, we- um, Pete, and Pete also... <laughs> that might have been mentioned on this show not five minutes ago. Pete, we, um, we should also um, be fair here yes. and reveal to our listeners that last time, the second to last time you and I did a live show together, they refused... I did not go behind a screen to take no, that in. no. But I'm going to tell the story, right. and people okay. can be, be the judge. Okay. You and I were put out that they wouldn't let us have a beer on stage, yeah. um, which, by the way, was preposterous. Yeah, it was. Um, so we, um, without shame, got some beer, decanted them into mugs, put them inside a Pret-a-Manger bag, a paper bag, and mm. hid them under the table. Yeah, that's, not big, that's neither big nor clever. No. It wasn't whiskey, though, was it? I feel like that might be the thin end of the wedge for us, though. That's, that's not even... <laughs> I mean, that was a, what was that, a podcast, that was a Guardian-sponsored podcast uh, fest or something. Yeah, they couldn't handle us at our our worst. Bad boys. So they therefore didn't deserve us at our worst. Bad boys (laughs) for life. Uh, Keith Floyd, um, after three years in the army, uh, said that uh, him and the army were mutually incompatible. (laughs) I can imagine, I can imagine that. But you're right about Floyd, because his his TV shows are breathtakingly entertaining. Like, he's, he's, it's, it's... It is almost like, it's a horrible phrase to use, but it's like rock and roll TV. He's talking to the producer. He's talking to the director. He's telling the cameraman where to point the camera. And he's cooking. And he's talking to a local. And he's getting pissed. And the food doesn't look that good. But it's still really good. It's a bit similar to when 
there's a video on YouTube where Nirvana play that sh- uh, some tune and it's out of tune and it's out of tempo and he forgets all the words, but it's still brilliant. Yeah. That's like Keith Floyd doing a cooking show. Yeah, and uh, and he told so many sort of tall tales as well. Like, like he, he said that he joined the army after uh, watching Zulu, but it hadn't come out at that time. <laughs> 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 it's mad shit. It's like when Tony Blair said that he started uh, supporting Newcastle because his dad took him to watch Jackie Milburn on the Gallagher. And it's like, <laughs> pretty sure Jackie Gall- like Jackie Milburn retired when you were about one. Yeah. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Um, let's have an email from Gary Oakley. Hello, Gary Oakley. Hello, Gary. I've just uh, listened to episode 73 when you talk about going to the cinema when it's hot outside. Well, the heat was the exact reason the summer blockbuster became a thing. I thought this at the time, but I didn't. Oh, so this was a revelation work. to me. Air conditioning became regular in the cinemas in the 70s, so people used to go in to watch a movie in the nice cool air in America. This coincided with Jaws in 1975 when people uh, went for multiple viewings in the heat and the summer blockbuster where crowds would crowd around uh, the block wanting to go in was born. Gary Oakley, thank you for that. So it makes sense, because um, I suppose in the UK, one of the things that my wife struggled with the most since she's moved here is the fact that there's no air conditioning in the houses. Yeah. So, you know, you get this really stifling London days. I know you don't really get that many of them in London, but when you no. do get them, they're bad. There's no yeah. getting away from it. Because obviously in the US, everyone's used to having air conditioning everywhere. I do get the reasoning that Gary gives us there, and I, I, no reason to doubt it, but it's confusing because in the US, everywhere has air conditioning really now, uh, yeah. now. Mm. so I wonder if it's a bit of an outdated um, outdated notion I suppose yeah because you know, know Pete they also too big, many films I see I agree and the, a big tradition in the US is to go to uh, the cinema on Christmas Day as well really yeah because Thanksgiving is such a big deal right Christmas Day they, a lot of big films so the winter blockbuster that you'll get in the UK which will come out on the 19th of December or whatever they put out, sometimes they have them on Christmas Day and some people queue Christmas Eve to go watch at midnight Christmas Eve I like the um, Jewish tradition of eating Christmas uh, Christmas Day food, uh, Chinese food. Yeah? I like that. You eat Chinese food pretty much every week I throughout know. the year. That's why I forgot to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any crippling stomach pains recently from Chinese food? No, I've been food? all right. No, I've been all right. What did I, do? What did I eat? I ate some muggy chicken at one point. Yeah, that, that, didn't, that didn't go down so great. What, did, what food did you go for after the, um, the, the World Cup party we had? Uh, two battered sausages. <laughs> I live above a fish and chip shop, mate. Is it open 24 hours? Uh, it's open until one. Uh, and it makes my house smell of fish and chips yeah. every hour of the fucking day, Luke. And that's why I like going there. <laughs> why, why, why on earth would a fish and chip shop in Soho, mm-hmm. which is essentially the, wait, well, certainly used to be the party capital of that part of London, mm. why would that not be open 24 hours? Yeah, you'd think it would be. I mean, they would make enough uh, um, money, I reckon. Maybe the only they... places that are open, like a falafel place, that opens at till two. Yeah, it, people who sort of come to London, I think they're always quite surprised how early, certainly if you're from like mainland Europe, you're, you're, they're always quite surprised how the pubs close at like half 11 because we literally can't be fucking trusted. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it is interesting because um, London essentially is not a 24 hour city. Yeah. And lots of people say it is. And if you mm. go, you know, where, where we both come from originally, it's a much more, um, there's much more nightlife, obviously, and yeah. a lot more goes on after dark. Yeah. But if you go somewhere like Berlin, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. that is that is genuinely... Yeah, the only things that are open past two o'clock are places where you get a handy or uh, places... <laughs> no brandy, but many handies. That's yeah. uh, the rule, I think. Hold the brandy or take a handy. <laughs> Which is uh, apparently Eminem's new, uh, yeah, new album. Indeed. Um, well, uh, we'll probably wrap things up with uh, one final email, if that's right with you, uh, Luke Moore. Do the one from right? Do the one from David. I like no. that one. I really right. like that one. Where is it? I can't it's, find it. Why don't you do it? I can't find it. Okay. 
Uh, it's about TV networks okay. editing movies. You got it? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you do it. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> a while back, while uh, flicking through the channels, I was pleasantly surprised to see Scarface was on Cinemax as their 10pm special feature. Uh, now, I live in the Philippines, and the Cinemax channel here has some rather strict views on sex, drugs, and violence, and general adult behaviour in films, which uh, meant the three-hour film was condensed to only one hour and 20. <laughs> <laughs> And was basically a series of uh, Al Pacino stills looking determined, angry, or watching pelicans. <laughs> a few weeks later, Cinemax were at it again. This time they'd mixed up uh, Johnny Depp in Disney's adventure romp Pirates of the Caribbean with Jesse Jane's slightly less family-friendly romp Pirates. Uh, with all the adult scenes uh, removed, it was amazingly still 45 minutes long and actually quite watchable. Yeah. So Jesse Jane... I think that's just like a softcore porn film, isn't it? I think it's hardcore, mate. Pirates, I thought it was like think, an Emmanuel type film. No, I think it's actually a... Uh, yeah, I think it's an... A, I think Pirates... That was one of the first kind of big budget, hardcore, uh, pornographic films of the new generation of... The, the internet generation of uh, porn, I think. Right. I seem to recall. I remember there being a lot of news stories about it when it came out. Right, okay. News stories. And, and, and you can... Un- <laughs> yeah, and your particular news... Uh, yeah. Where you get your news feeds. That's where I got my abs. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because clearly on that type of movie... It this is the Lung Peace shot. It's never funny. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, 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 it's whimsical. Yeah. Or it's... Eh. How, how, what would we be like if you took out our adult themes? I'm <laughs> very, very thin. Thin on the ground. We but would not be making the 23 uh, minutes. Can I just say needed I needed for a mid-roll advert. This this comes round. This comes round. Uh, <laughs> this comes round from my parents removing the sex scene from Top Gun when I was a kid, mm. and um, and obviously that film still took place and it still made sense, sort of thing. Yeah, um, and you can understand why. Those two planes fucking. It was weird. I can understand <laughs> why. Weird. I don't know why they put that in. Yeah. It was, it did, I mean, there's a, there's a remake, isn't there? Or was there a, there's a sequel coming, isn't there? Yeah, I think Top Gun... Yeah. Uh, sorry, t- t- <laughs> I, I, I uh, confused the word Top Gun and Tom Cruise there. Yeah, I, was a, yeah, I, I think Top Gun started filming again, yeah. thinking that was the actor's name. Yeah, he's called... No, that is his real name. <laughs> Top, Top Gun. Gun yeah. Like typical. Um So we'll presumably see a lot of planes, fucking a lot of clouds. <laughs> well, they've and, got a refuel somehow. Yeah, they have. And um, with, anyway, I was going to say... Plane come. You can understand why a... Um, that's, that's, that's too far. Why why a porn movie would still make sense without any of the porn films in it, porn scenes in it? But it wouldn't be it would it would just be weird. Yeah. But I mean, taking out an hour and forty minutes of Scarface. Yeah. Essentially, it would be bizarre. I'd like some more information on this because a big part of a, of a film like Scarface is people get killed. Mm. So if you're taking out all the violence, <laughs> is it just Al Pacino just on his own? Did they do they go up in the helicopter? Because they hang a man from a helicopter, don't they? At one point, yeah. Yeah. Did they just go up in the helicopter and it just looks like they've just gone up on a helicopter the, the, before the, the man gets kicked out? The best ever helicopter scene in the film, and by which I mean the worst, is it's a James Bond film, and I can't remember which one it is, but it's Roger Moore. And he's flying around central London, very mm. low, in a helicopter, right. uh, fighting someone who's trying to, you know, jug, sort of chuck the helicopter around to try and get him to fall out. Yeah. And it is incredibly bad. Like the, <laughs> the, 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 the stunt doubles, the, mm. the, essentially at one point I think they used dolls. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that is, that is, I mean, listen, get in touch, hello at lukeandpeach.com, if you can, A, remember what film that is. It's a Roger Moore, James Bond. Right. And two... Think of a worse helicopter scene in the film because I guarantee you, you won't. What's the one that's in? Ah, um, oh, there's a helicopter scene in. We didn't, didn't we do a Schmersh pod 
uh, for a yeah. Uh, we did we did Spectre. Spectre. I think there's a bad scene in that one with in helicopter, and there's also a bad scene. And that's in a good scene the at the first... beginning where they fly up. Yeah, but it's, and then it gets really Mate, close. Yeah, you want to like... look at the Roger Moore scene <laughs> compared to that? Yeah, but also um, uh, there's one in the first Dan Brown film where I think oh, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, is that the one where Ewan McGregor plays the Pope or something? <laughs> oh, it might be the Does second. Does it fly one. right up into the sky and blow up? Well, no, I think he just gets on a plane, does it? I think he just gets on it and just leaves. Like, that's the way he, he leaves the whole scene. He just gets on a helicopter. It's right. all very strange. Right. All very weird. Let's get out of here. Let's yeah. have a very sweet. One more Luke and Pete Shaw. Luke and Pete Shaw, number... That was 70... This is 75. 75, yeah. Next so... one's going to be 76. I like yeah. how slow and sluggish you are on, the rig, on the rig. I can't use this computer. Although, I can't use this computer. Although, I'll, I'll give it extra credit for having a sticker of Tiago Silver on it. <laughs> We'll be back next week. If you want to get in touch with the show... We're back twice a week, Pete. We'll be back on Thursday. All right. Yeah, yeah. but I, I have... Am I doing it on my own? Is this your way of telling me? <laughs> Maybe. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.